Despite being a mile from the surface, Carter could always tell what time of day it was in the mine. It was as if he could sense the sun's descent, even if he could not see it or feel its warmth. The darkness in the mine always got heavier, and the headlamps seemed unable to push it back as far once the sun set. That feeling was coming upon Carter as he watched Armand inspect every inch of the door under the light of their headlamps. It was strange to see Armand in orange overalls and heavy black boots instead of his tailored suits. But despite the heat and haze of coal dust in the air, Armand's face and hair were still pristine, as if the dirt wouldn't dare land on him. Occasionally, Armand would whisper something in his native tongue. But even if Carter had understood French, the words were too low and indistinct to catch. In contrast to the words he spoke now, Armand's initial reaction to the door had been one of stunned silence. He had stopped at the entry of the new blasted passageway so quickly that Carter had nearly plowed into his back. Though Carter had wanted to lead the way for his boss, because of safety concerns, Armand strode ahead of him, as if it was he who worked in the mine every day and Carter was the outsider. Armand came down and inspected their work on occasion, but Carter had never noticed how comfortable he was with the mine he owned. Until now. After that stunned and frozen silence, Armand had slowly walked over to the door. His headlamp's beam bobbed up and down as he moved, until it seemed to stick to the center of the door where the clockwork was most intricate. Armand had then reached out with his right hand and let it hover an inch away from the door's surface. Don't! The word burst from Carter's lips before he could catch it. Armand's head snapped around towards him. His eyes were narrowed with annoyance, as if Carter was a rather boisterous patron at an opera who had interrupted the main aria. I'm sorry, Carter began. It's just, can't you feel? It shouldn't be opened. If you touch it... But Armand held up a hand to silence him before turning back to the door. Please be silent, Carter. I know what I am doing. How could you know what you're doing? Carter asked silently. How could anyone know what they're doing with this door that shouldn't be here? But Armand's annoyance appeared to have bled away as he remarked, There is no knob or handle or anything that would cause the door to swing open. At least nothing obvious. Armand's hand ghosted over where the knob should be. He then touched the hinges. But clearly it is meant to swing open towards us. But how to get it to do that? Armand curled his finger around the door's frame and pulled at it until his face became red, but it would not budge. Thankfully, despite Carter's earlier fears, simply touching the door did not make the clockworks move. In fact, the door appeared locked. Carter fully expected that Armand would ask him for a crowbar or shovel to pry the door open from the intense look on his face, but he was wrong in this too. As if reading his mind, Armand murmured, The door is a priceless treasure in itself, so we cannot use crude tools to open it or we risk damaging the facade. There must be some way, though, for the lock to be disengaged. A trick, perhaps? 
Press a bit of carving here, press a part of the frame there. And for the next two hours, as the sun sank in the sky above them, and the darkness pressed far more heavily in, Armand looked for that trick. Carter's only role was to stand there and watch. But each time he glanced at the door, his vision would blur, and a sickening nausea would rise up in him. So he ended up looking at his feet instead. And as he gazed blindly down, he thought of Etienne, and the young man's words, I just, just like being near you. I can't stand it when I'm not. It was not only what Etienne had said that was causing his heart to beat faster and heat to pool between his thighs. It had been how Etienne had said it, with desire lacing his words. 